Hey, thanks for joining us at Connection Point Church. You know, we would love for you to stay connected and a simple way for you to do that is to subscribe so that each week you can get notified when new content goes live. We'd also love to keep in touch with you throughout the week and the best way to do this is through our Connection Point Facebook page. Now with all that being said, let's go to this week's message from one of our pastors, Jim Walsh. All right. Man, we've had a lot of people handing off this microphone today. You guys staying with everything? You're doing okay so far? It's a lot going on today. That's why it'd be good right now just to do an icebreaker. If you know me, I'm in the icebreaker. I have one, I mean, I have a favorite icebreaker. It's the would you rather questions. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right, so we're going to start with a couple would you rather questions. Is everybody with me? All right. So I'll read it, and then I'm going to have you respond. Would you rather have the ability to fly or be invisible? Fly? Fly. Be invisible. All right. Would you rather be a clown who distracts the bull or the cowboy who rides the bull? The clown? Cowboy. All right. Very good. Would you rather eat pizza or ice cream for every meal for the rest of your life? Pizza? Ice cream? Man, this is fun. That's going to get kind of weird. Would you rather experience the world beginning or the world ending? Beginning? Ending. You people are weird. (laughs) Who wants it? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Would you rather end world hunger or stop crime all over the United States? End world hunger? Crime over the United States. Would you rather lose all the money that you've earned this year or lose all the memories that you've had this year? So money, memories. There's a few of you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wow. Would you rather continue with your life right now or have a restart? Continue? Restart. All right, so that last one's kind of revealing a bit, isn't it? I can't help any of you to restart, but I'm hoping today I can give some of you a reason to continue. And especially right now, you know, with everything that's going on, I look out over this church congregation, and we are unbelievably blessed with a beautiful, beautiful body of uh, of believers. And, man, we've just had amazing unity over the years, too. And God's got great things for us, and there's all kinds of reasons for you to continue, and I hope you find them. So let's start with our text this morning. Does that sound good? Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to read several versions, but let's just start with the English standard version. It says, For you are called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Amplified says it this way, For you, brethren, were indeed called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom be an incentive to your flesh and an opportunity or excuse for selfishness. But through love, you should serve one another. The CEV version says, My friends, you were chosen to be free, so don't use your freedom as an excuse to do anything that you want. Use it as an opportunity to serve each other with love. So all, all of these, hopefully you're catching what's going on here. Use your liberty to serve. That's why you've been given liberty. That's why you were saved. If you remember, and I know you all do, this is basically the same thing that we did. And we do this in the fall and the spring. If you haven't noticed, we have a time where we just, let's pause and let's just talk about what it means to serve in the kingdom of God. 
And if you've been a believer for more than 30 seconds, you know that Jesus has a lot to say about serving, doesn't he? He really does. And so we can't talk about it enough. We can't give you enough opportunity. It's just really good for us. But if you remember, I talked about this in the fall because I kind of spoke on this back in the fall. And I just, the whole message was you were saved. The reason you were saved is so that you can serve. And so we've been, and hopefully, you know, none of you ever, and I'm just hoping that today and, and any day here at this at Connection Point Church, you never feel that it's a religious duty. We don't ever want to browbeat you or push you or force you or twist your arm into any of that, but we hope that there's something in you that says that you want to serve. And so we're just going to talk about that. We do, you, and we have a choice. We all have a choice. I understand that. So what I'm going to do at the risk of um, lengthening, if you've been here the last, oh, I, I don't know how many months, uh, Pastor, how, how many months ago Pastor uh, Maddox started the series on Ephesians, but we added to it. Remember we had this confession that we had and everybody memorized it, right? You could all stand up right now and go through the whole thing. I am a saint. I'm blessed. I'm appreciated. I'm saved. I'm reconciled. I can endure affliction. I am heard. I am gifted. I am new. I am forgiven. I am adopted. I am loved. I'm rewarded. I'm victorious. I'm a child of God in whom the spirit of God dwells. And I live in his unshakable kingdom. And I'm going to add one. You ready for that? Thank you, Brady. My son's amening me up there in the balcony. I am useful for the kingdom of God. Because the truth is you can have all of those others and not be useful. So we're going to talk about that. Does that sound good? I'm, going to, I'm hoping to be able to get this done real soon here because I want to give you an opportunity to find your, find your place. And that's what it's really all about. What a great gift for our incoming pastor to know that he, this church has found an, their place to serve. And that we are all confident in that and that we're, we're moving toward that. That's, man, you talk about an awesome way to come into a body of believers, right? But the thing is, uh, being useful in the kingdom of God began the day that you gave your heart to Jesus and became a Christ follower. The Lord has invested so much in his church family and it's so that he can put us in a place that we're more blessed to serve. And that's really the essence of Romans chapter 12, verse 1, where it says, I appeal to you. Or one, some translation says, I beg you, I implore you by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Some say, which is your reasonable service, or it's the least that you can do. In light of all that God has done for us, and, I, and it's just been kind of on my heart even through worship. It's just like, Wow. Lord, there's just so much. Open up my eyes. Because really, honestly, without apart from the revelation of the Holy Spirit, sometimes our human flesh and our nature just kind of forgets all that he's done for us. But he's done so much for us, hasn't he? And he's brought, I mean, he's brought us out of so much and brought us through so much and brought us into so much. Oh, my goodness. He owns us multiple times over. I mean, he owns us in light of creation, <laughs> He owns us in, in, in light of, all, you know, sustaining us for every millisecond. I mean, you think for one second without his sustaining, keeping power, we're done. He owns us because he redeemed us. I mean, there's just a lot of reasons, right? And so even in the middle of that, he just says, serve me if you want to, which is mind-boggling. But hopefully it causes you to just want to, you know, that doesn't demand us demand anything from us. He just says, I want you to. I want you to, and I'm glad to have you helping me serve and do the work of the kingdom. 
And that's why we've been liberated. That's why we've been set free, so that we can do that. That's what the Word of God says here. And so we've been set free because the Lord wants us to be useful for him and in his kingdom. Because the truth is, you can have all those others, and they're, and they're great. Don't, I'm not taking anything away from that. Those, those were as a beautiful study on who we are and our identity in Jesus. But the truth is, you can have all that. But he wants us to be useful. And the Lord, and I really believe this with all my heart as a person who's been a part of this body of believers since 1993. I think the Lord is constantly calling us up into another level of usefulness for his kingdom. And so I think this is a good time for us, for me just to challenge you as my fellow brothers and sisters. Let's come up in this. Let's be more useful for the Father in his kingdom. And so all, because the truth is all of us have a job, all of us have a place. There's nobody here that was ever born again, brought into the kingdom of God so that you can sit. Just so you know that. None of us, not, that's not a spiritual gift and that's not an option for any of us. We've all been brought into the kingdom of God because we have a useful place and we've all been graced to do that. I know some of you are like, yeah, that's my spiritual gift. I sit. That's what I do. No, it's time to, time to move out of that into something different. And I know, that, I, know, I know that there's times and there's seasons that all of us have, and sometimes we're in those seasons. I'm just not interested. But let me just, hopefully today you can come, become interested because that, that's my second point today, which is really being useful in the kingdom of God is wise. I mean, the better part of wisdom just says, wait a minute, I, I, need, to step, I need to really lean into this thing. Uh, it needs to, being useful and finding our place in the kingdom of God needs to turn from a side hustle into the main thing in our life. And the Lord wants that for us. If there's anything else, if there's anything in your, in your life at all that is first, then that means God is not. If your family's first, God is not. If your job is first, God is not. If whatever is first, then God is just, he's not. And so the Lord wants us to break out of those mindsets to say, Lord, help me have healthy mindsets that recognizes the most important thing for me is to be useful for your kingdom and to serve you. And because we serve at the discretion of our master. That's how we serve. He is our master. He is our Lord. He doesn't, we don't, you know, that's the way this works in the kingdom, right? And so let's just take a second and bring the weight of the word of God on some of those mindsets. And I know sometimes it just creeps in. It's who we are. We're American. We're human. We're, and, and the things just kind of want to come in and influence. And the only way to get rid of that is bring the full weight of the scripture down on that thing. And it's just, and, and just bust through those mindsets that are not right. Correct? So let's do that. Titus 3.8 says that the saying is trustworthy. This saying is trustworthy. And I want you to insist on these things so that those who, have, who believe and God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. And you go down to verse 14. And let our people learn to devote themselves to do good works so as to help cases of urgent need and not be unfruitful. So is it possible for a child of God to be a child of God and yet live an unproductive, unfruitful life? And according to this scripture, the answer is yes. It's possible to be a believer that follows the Lord, comes to church, but really not live a productive, fruitful life for the kingdom. It's possible to do that. The ERV version says this, our people must learn to use their lives for doing good and helping anyone who has need. Then they will not have empty lives. Wow. The Good News Translation says this, our people must learn to spend their lives doing good in order to provide for real needs so that they will not live useless lives. And that's my heart for you. 
And the, the real, I realize, and I'm sure most of you here, the more wisdom and understanding that I've received over the years, the more I realize, wow, I just see how useless some of the stuff is that I've been pursuing or that I like or that whatever. Is anybody else there? You find yourself as you get older, you're like, wow, wisdom says, why? Why? You know? <laughs> and, and so hopefully if you have some wisdom and an understanding, you recognize that all of, there's just so much motion, right? There's so much effort and so much resource that's going into things that don't have any eternal profit. Even the smallest thing, though, for the kingdom of God matters. The smallest little thing that you do, anything that you do that genuinely helps and benefits the body of Christ and God's ch children and it, bro your brothers and sisters and the gospel, that has eternal value. That's the stuff that really matters. That's the stuff that will never go away. That's the kind of stuff that really will cause your life and your time to matter more than anything else. Second Peter says this, for if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so that, this was, so I kind of touched on this last time when I talked about that, but it is possible for us to have a lot of knowledge about Jesus and yet still have an unproductive and barren life. You can know a lot of stuff about him, but is there fruit? Is it, are you useful? Are you, are you living a productive, fruitful life? And I don't, why am I talking about this? Because I don't want that for anybody in this room. I don't want you to ever feel like, wow, I just really am not living a very productive, useful life for the kingdom. I want you to feel like you know that you have that place and you are in that place of being useful for the kingdom. Because I know how, how I, I just know what that means for you as a, a believer. I know what it means to this body. When his children are in that productive place, they're in their zone, they're in that place that God graces them to, to be in. Let's look at Colossians 1. And so from the day that we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and, 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 and understanding. Why? So that we can binge on Netflix? No. <laughs> it's so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So what are these scriptures saying? It's so much more than just about revelation. It's so much more than just about knowledge. And those things are good. It's about who am I helping at the end of the day, the bottom line is my life helpful is and useful to help other people and bless the kingdom of God and bless my brothers and sisters and further the gospel. That's what it's at. That's the fruit that he's talking about. It, because if it's God, there will be fruit. If he's in on it, there will be fruit. And the fruit is people's lives being helped. That's useful. That's who we're created to be. That's who I want us all to be. Mark, Jesus said this in Mark chapter 8 familiar portion of scripture for whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. I know a lot of times we associate being free with being free to kind of pursue those things that make us happy. That's part of the American dream, right? But those aren't the words of Jesus, by the way, uh, you will never be happy trying to make yourself happy. Has anybody else figured that out? It just doesn't work. It's not enough and it never will be enough, ever. Trying to get that, you'll just lose it. That's what, the, that's what Jesus is saying. If you try to do that, you're just going to lose it. It'll forever be, it'll be you know, going away from you. It'll be escaping you constantly if that's what you're trying to prove. You cannot make yourself happy and satisfied with enough money. It just won't happen. Or accomplishments. Sooner or later, you'll find yourself asking, oh my word, is this all there is? You know? 
until you find that place of significance in the kingdom of God, you will, you'll, you'll get to the place you go, wow, there's got to be more than this. I can only have so much money in my bank account, so many houses and so many accomplishments and so many degrees. It's all great and wonderful, but is this all there is? Some of you may be there. I'm not there. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You cannot be fulfilled without being useful for the kingdom of God. You cannot be satisfied without genuine service that makes an eternal difference for the kingdom. And I know I've heard, you know, being a pastor for 30, 38 years, I've heard, I've heard a few excuses, a few. I've never heard one yet that I go, oh, I think Jesus will change his mind for you. That's a legit excuse. You get a pass. Never heard one yet. There's never, I mean, I know some people have tried. I just don't have the opportunity. I just, you know, fill in the blank. You've heard the excuses. And, and probably if we're honest, we've given some of those excuses, haven't we? But the truth is he's distributed to every one of us gifts. Every one of us, he's given us a gift to use for the kingdom. And he's given us the grace to do it. And we have, all of us, every single, every single day have an opportunity to serve the kingdom. Every single one of us. Is, is, will we choose to? That's, that's the rub, right? Will we choose to use that opportunity to do that? And I know the enemy works really, really, it's, I know it's one of his biggest efforts is he works overtime to get us to put that off because we're in a certain season or, uh, you know, whatever, fill, you fill in the blank with that one too. When, when we just get through this or when my kids just get to a certain place or we you just have a little bit more margin in our life or, you know, fill it all in. And, and years pass, and decades pass, and all of a sudden you wake up one day and realize you've been played. And, and again, I don't want that for you. The Lord doesn't want that for you. He wants us in his kingdom. And, and if, we will, if we'll just refuse all those excuses, then the enemy will, that the enemy will gladly provide for you. And that's the thing. He'll provide you with an excuse, and then he'll beat you over the head with it. You know? That's how he works. My third thought this morning is this, being useful for the, God, the kingdom of God, being useful for God brings me the greatest joy. Brings me the greatest joy. I'm going to look at a portion of scripture here in John chapter 15. I think it's a portion of scripture we've read and seen many times, but it's just worth looking at this morning. John 15, 8, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So God is not glorified. You know, he, he, he loves it. I mean, conferences are good and reading books are great. But the thing is, bearing fruit, that's what he likes. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. And if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept the Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that, you may, my, that your joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Bearing fruit in joy. Do you see the connection? And it's your joy that he's interested in. He wants you to experience joy. And he knows the way that happens is by bearing fruit and being a productive part of the kingdom of God. So it's important. Verse 12 says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down your life for your brothers. Giving yourself to serve the kingdom. Giving yourself to serve your brothers and sisters. Helping other people. Which goes right in with 1 Corinthians 13.3, which uh, I think is maybe a familiar portion to some of us. If you give all, if I give away all that I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I've gained nothing. 
So you see this connection of joy and usefulness for the kingdom of God. It's just so important that we get that connection. It is true uh, that we could sell everything else and sell all that we have and everything else, and it could still be useless unless it's done in love. So I'm, I just want to encourage you that, you know, that it's, it's our love for the Father. It's our love for his people. It's our love for him. And it's not a religious duty. It's not a condemnation. It's not a guilt. It's not, oh, how many times will the pastors talk about this? Okay, fine. I'll sign up. Just get off my back. So, you know, and, and I, I know that it could feel that way. And again, because that's, that's the language of the enemy. He loves that. He'll put that in your head and then accuse you with it. So this service of the Lord, you know, I want you to be glad enough to do it that you will change whatever you have to change. If you have to change your value system to say, Jesus, your first place, you know, it's, it's not, you, you are my everything. I serve you. I serve at your discretion. Because let me just say it this way. There is nothing more miserable than being useless. Especially if you are a Christ follower. That's just miserable. And I, again, I just don't want that for you. And sure, I've been there. There's been times where your flesh just says, I don't want to. You put yourself first or you follow whatever. And you miss an opportunity and you're like, oh, and like I said, the enemy comes back and you know, the one who distracted you from that comes back and says, you're, you're just pitiful. I'm never going to use you. You're just, you know, you're a hindrance to the kingdom. And the truth is, and I, and I say this lovingly because I know because it, it, it just infuriates me, but I say it also just so that you can rec recognize the voice of the enemy because the father would never speak to you that way. But the same enemy that would speak that to you would come back and he will gladly join you in beating yourself over the head saying you're useless, you're no good, you're a hindrance, you have nothing, you have nothing left to offer the kingdom. And the next thing you know, you find yourself with zero self-worth. And that just goes down a dark road. And I don't, again, but it's not true. Can I just tell you with all of my heart, it's not true. You have a useful, important, every single person in this body has a place for that. And I know there might be times you say, I just don't have the strength. I just don't have the resources. I just don't have whatever. And I'm just going to zoom over here. I know I'm, I'm supposed to stay in the light, but I just, I just want to go over here. I, 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 I am so blessed to lead our food pantry. I love our food pantry. We have an awesome team, Mick and Bob and Ken and Rena and Eric. And, and, and we just have a, an, an awesome team of people and Woody and uh, help me out. Who am I missing, Mick? And yeah, I'm going to get to and Kenny. And sitting next to Kenny over here in the wheelchair is Becky. And you probably see Becky wheel in and wheel out every week. And you may or may not know her. But Becky is an important part of our food pantry team. She's gone from just coming in to, I'm pretty sure she's my boss right now. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure. When I get here, I check in with Becky. Hey, Becky, are we okay? <laughs> Becky comes in and she serves in a lot of ways. She gets, she, she gets out and she says hi to our guests. She loves on them. She encourages the people that are in there working. And, and Becky's in a wheelchair and she goes to dialysis three days a week. And you would think, I don't know, maybe we can give her a pass. You know, what do we, you know, she should get a break. Because, I mean, that's a lot to be challenged with. But Becky's like, nope, I have a place in the kingdom. 
I can do something. And she comes in and she does more than something. She's awesome. And she's a beautiful part of our team. And so, you know, if you're not, if you're, you know, if, if your life is situation ain't different than that, listen, be inspired by somebody like Becky. I love you, Becky. Thank you for serving the kingdom of God. <clears throat> And props to her husband, Kenny. Kenny gets her around and does all that. And I love you, Kenny. You're an amazing man of God. The Lord calls those things spiritual worship. Show up, make yourself available for God, and he will pour his grace into you as you endeavor to do what he's commanded you to do. He'll grace you, just like he graces Becky every single week. And, I'm, and here she is, and just faithful, week in and week out. I love it. Anything to do with the kingdom of God, God says that's spiritual worship. That gets my attention. That's the key. That's the key to your joy. That's the key to your life being full. Just a few more verses and we're going to stop here. And we're going to actually see a testimony of some other people who have served the kingdom of God. And then let me just kind of talk about a guy named Onesimus really quick. Somebody you probably have forgotten, but he's in the book of Philemon, which is also a forgotten book in the New Testament. <laughs> but his, word, his name actually means useful. Profitable or useful. And in verse 10, Paul says, I appeal to you for my child Onesimus, whose father I became in my imprisonment. Formerly, he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful to you and me. So Paul's in prison because, you know, he's preaching the gospel. Onesimus is in prison because he's useless. <laughs> he did some bad stuff. Because the truth is, you ready for this? Say amen or oh me. If you're not occupied with something good, then you're available for something bad. If you're not occupied with the Lord's work and service, then you're available for the enemy's work and service. So that right there should be motivation enough to say, then get occupied with the Lord's work, right? But Onesimus wasn't occupied with doing the work, and, and it got him in a bad place, just like David. They were, supposed, they, they were supposed to be out in the country running drills and doing strategy, and David decided, ah, and he's the king. He can stay home if he wants to, but he stayed home because he didn't want to go and hang out with the guys and do what he was supposed to be doing, and he's hanging out, eating whatever, and watching Netflix and looking for something to do, and he found something, but it cost him. cost him three sons and a whole lot of other stuff. It's a kind of a sad situation, but the thing is, no matter how useless you may have lived, you can become profitable and useless for the kingdom. Because the guy who was formerly useless became useful. Paul said, he's useful to me. He's, he's assisting the guy who writes two-thirds of the New Testament. He's part of all that. And, but he wasn't there before. So let me just say, no matter what your past is, no matter what your excuses are, the Lord wants you to be useful. So I'm hoping you're hearing that this morning. And wisdom says, be, find your place. Find your place place. So let's just take a second and, and just watch a little bit of testimony of some people in this body of believers who ha have found their place. I serve at the food pantry. I've been doing that for a couple of years. Um, I got involved in that after Pastor Jim put out uh, an opportunity saying that uh, church or God's kingdom isn't something that 
is a spectator sport, but you need to be involved with. So I figured I wasn't uh, involved in much at the time, and I figured I would give the food pantry a time. I serve as a um, intern with the youth here at Connection Point. Um, it entails uh, being actively involved with the youth on Sundays, on Wednesdays, and then at things like convention or camp or um, like winter retreat, which we have coming up. So, well, we've served in different aspects of ministry here over the years we've been here, but most recently we've begun uh, focusing a lot of our ministry attention to parts of the neighborhood, uh, specifically the North End neighborhood, uh, where we find a lot of families and individuals who are in great need financially and, uh, you know, people affected by poverty, people affected by homelessness, uh, people affected by life-controlling addi addictions. So it's been, it's been where we've been focusing pretty much the last couple of years. So I serve at Tippecanoe County Community Corrections, which is essentially the local work release center. And we go in once a week on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock and do Discovery Bible Studies. Yeah, and I think it's important to mention that we actually spent a year um, with two other people praying before this was, this, the doors actually opened and allowed this to occur, and it really was a God thing. So I served as an AGWM um, volunteer for one year, and I served on what's called a training team with Live Dead. Uh, so a training team is where new missionaries, people who are new to the field, come and invest time in learning what, what is life on the field like, what's it like to live among unreached people groups. Um, we're asking the question, why are we here? Um, what is the church? What could the church look like here? And what is the role that God has uh, you know, for us as a missional community to play? So, so Beth and I are involved with the uh, Alpha Marriage Course. So we just started classes back up in uh, January, and we're very excited about that because uh, we've always had, had kind of a passion towards marriage. And uh, we're doing that with Doug and Kelly Dunwoody, and it's been a lot of fun getting started back up and uh, seeing the excitement and the interaction with the couples. Yeah, it's a really neat class. Um, it just is really different because it creates an environment um, more like a date. And um, our job is kind of make that comfortable, and we get to decorate and make yummy treats and <laughs> serve them and just make them feel so comfortable so that they can have that connection. Encouraging others, um, as Pastor Jim encouraged me to come out and try something, if it's a good fit for you, you'll, you'll know in about three ways. Uh, you'll know it by the other team members that you serve with. They'll be glad that you showed up that day. We have a different group of people from week to week and you'll, you'll receive encouragement from the people that you serve with. You'll also receive encouragement from the people that you minister to uh, in the food pantry. They'll, they'll know your first name, they'll, be, they'll smile at you, they'll say, glad, glad to see you, and, and you'll get feedback from the people that you minister to. And thirdly, you'll, you'll receive uh, feedback from, from God Himself. Um, the Holy Spirit will give a witness with your spirit that you're serving in the right spot, so. Um, my encouragement is just to get involved. Um, find a way to get involved with um, a passion or something that you really enjoy. Uh, using your gifts, whether it's within the church, uh, serving with youth for me personally, um, as well as within the community and uh, globally as well. And I think for people, maybe when you volunteer, you don't have to do it by yourself. You know, there are others that, that will want to step in and do it with you. You know, you don't have to go by yourself. Um, 
I think people would be amazed how many times when you ask the Lord to um, just speak to your heart about people that you're, you're just in contact with, how many people really would like to be prayed with. I mean, when we're prayer walking, it's, it's amazing how many people, I would say over 75% of the people, want to be prayed with or they want you to listen to their story and really see them, you know. I mean, when we're serving at LTHC right now, of course, we have to wear masks, and that's annoying, you know. We can't really see them. They can't really see us, but you really can see them. You know, you can see, still see their eyes, and they can still see yours, and you can still show Christ in a way from that, I think. But you don't have to do it by yourself. There are other people that are doing it as well, so join in together. The one thing I was thinking about is that in the book of Revelation, it talks about we're saved by the, we're, we are saved by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimonies. So too often we try to, um, or we tend to negate our lived experiences, and that's right where God wants us. That's usually in the center of His will, the things that we've gone through, the things that we've come out of, the things that we're in are usually part of God's ultimate master plan, and that's usually where God equips us, is in is in that pain but then when we come out what are we doing with that we should be going out and and helping others yeah just like Paul wrote it's like God prepared things in advance for us to be partnering with him on he he prepared in advance um, exactly where where we are he wants to use us under yeah the leadership that we're that we're under like as a starting point Um, and he knows exactly where we are he knows all the pressures that we feel um even around the thoughts of how can I get started on serving, he knows the areas that are sensitive. And that is the starting line, um, because God is a good father and he's a good shepherd and um, he'll take care of you. He wants to be active in your life and to be active in other people's lives through you, so. You can, you can miss out on a lot if you just don't take the time to, to serve. And you don't have to be worried about being completely qualified for what God is calling you to because he equips you as you go along the way. Um, If you pray and ask him for wisdom, he will give it to you. And we've seen it time and time again in the areas we've served in the church. If we're doing it with a heart that's right before him and we're doing it not for ourselves, but for him, he gives you the words to say when you need them. And he gives you the wisdom and insight that you need at the time you need it. So don't wait to to think that you need to be fully qualified because Jesus is the one who does that for you. is just to see the journey that all of everyone has been on and their walk of the Lord and how that just it takes one act of obedience after the other and the Lord uses you and it's just awesome that's the way that's the way of the kingdom so stand with me you've been sitting a long time very patient listening great appreciate that very much let me just encourage you because what we're going to do now is just respond to that by we have our all of our different ministry leaders are out in the, in the main out in the main street and you can go out and talk to them, ask them questions, get a feel for what's going on there. So if you're not plugged in somewhere, if you're not serving and you're like, all of this just hits you today, say, yeah, I really need to come up in my level of usefulness for the kingdom. Today's the day. 
Awesome. So let me just explain real quick. There's three, you know, we have our local church. If you feel like they, that's a great place to start. You, you get in a family of people and it just, it's a great place for you to grow and just to start. So, you know, we have things like our big backyard, which is zero to two year olds. We have our kids cove, which is three to five year olds. We have the bright side ministry, which is our first through fifth grade. We have our youth ministry, which is first sixth through 12th grade. We have our, our young adults. We have our senior adults who are really starting to really, yeah, they're, they're shaking it up around here. We have impact girls, Royal Rangers, our guest services team. We have our worship team, our production team, and those are all great teams to get in here locally. And But also out there, you're going to see um, our local community things like our food pantry, our Trinity uh, Life Ministries, well, uh, the way that you can get plugged in there, Matrix Life Center, Community Corrections, which you saw uh, Linda and Amy talking about, and our DMM team, which you saw D, uh, Steve and Susan talking about. And then also globally, Today we have Catherine Awesome with us, and she's going to be here as our guest speaker during the Speed the Light um, lunch here, and you get to hear from her. But you can also sign up at the Missions Council. Great ways to, to get plugged in. So whether it's local church, local community, or globally, get plugged in. Does that sound good? So encourage each other on your way out. If, you, if you're not sure, just, just go out there and start asking questions. Does that sound good? All right, fantastic. God bless you. We thank you for listening today and letting the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. And let's just go respond to what he calls us to do. Amen. God bless you. Go with God.